Just over a month ago, I wrote a column called Why I Listened to 62 Hobby Podcasts in 8 Days. It was the result of an experiment in which I did just that. I listened to 62 sports card podcasts from one Sunday to the next, almost 55 hours in total. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about what came next, because how I consumed hobby content before that week and how I've been consuming it since has not been the same. As always, you can find me on Instagram as Iowa Dave, but in the real world, I'm Dave Schwartz. Thanks for tuning in to The Shallow End. Every morning since last March, I've started the non-family part of my day by opening the Apple Podcast app on my phone, seeing what new episodes have dropped over the last 24 hours, and sharing those episodes to my Instagram stories. I've talked before about why I do it. Long story short, I started doing it as a way to say thank you to the content creators for all of their free content which I've used for entertainment and education since I got back into the hobby two to three years ago. We pay them with our time and eyeballs, not our cash. So I felt the least I could do is tell people when something new came out. Since then, I've gotten two questions more than any other. Do I listen to them all? And do I like them all? The answer to both of those questions is no. I don't listen to every hobby podcast, and I don't like them all. But even though I might not like a show, someone else might, which is why I do share them all. So, a few weeks before the National, on Sports Cards Live, Jeremy Lee and Dennis Zender made an episode called The Issues with Sports Card Hobby content. Somewhere during the back end of that episode, Zender said something that really took me aback. I remember I was walking my dogs and I stopped to rewind and listen to it a second time. When I got home, I transcribed it because I wanted to remember it. Here, word for word, is what Zender said. I'm going to read it to you. He said, If you stopped consuming content for a month and you had to take a look at your cards without someone making you feel a certain way about them, if you did that, how many of those cards would you keep? If you weren't being inspired, say you had no conversations with any other hobbyist, nobody in your community, all you were left with is your cards, how many of those cards would you keep? How important would those cards be to you? So, after I listened to that, I thought, I want to try this. If I cut out all content for a month, podcasts, Instagram, 
YouTube, even though I don't watch a ton of content on YouTube, how might my thinking change? But then I took it another step. What if before my content fast, I went the other direction? What if I totally binged? What if I consumed all the content? What might that do to my hobby experience? Well, first, it would give me another answer to one of those first two questions I told you about. Do I listen to everything? For one week, I thought I would. I would listen to everything. Second, when I did go on my content fast, it would really emphasize the stark difference if I went from consuming it all to consuming none of it. It would be like jumping out of a hot tub into an ice bath. So that was early July when Jeremy and Dennis released their episode. The National was a few weeks later. I was so excited that I knew I didn't want to try my little experiment until after it was over. So I pushed it off until August. The National happened, and I was on such a high after it was over that I still didn't feel ready to take a break. I knew that somewhere toward the middle of August, there'd be a week when my wife traveled for work and our kids would all be busy with their jobs and camps and activities, that sort of thing. I sort of identified that week as the best opportunity to listen to every hobby podcast that came through my feed. At the time, I knew it would be a lot, but I just didn't know how much. I did know, though, that I'd have a lot of time to myself that week, and listening to that many podcasts would not interfere too much in my everyday life. I started on Sunday, August 13th, and ended on Sunday, August 20th. Between those two dates, I listened to 62 podcasts. Podcasts that I really enjoy and never miss. Podcasts that I only listen to when the topic or guest sounds interesting. And I even listen to podcasts that I usually never listen to. I even listen to the ones that I find borderline reprehensible. If you want to read my full diary of that week, please check out my website, hobbycontent.com, and look for the post titled, Why I Listened to 62 Hobby Podcasts in 8 Days. If not, here are some highlights. The ones I'm going to share with you now I'm doing so because they are crucial to understanding what I'm going to talk about later on in this episode, which is the fallout from my experiment and how it has changed how I consume and think about content. Okay, so number one, there is a lot of great content being made right now, a lot of creative people, a lot of really thoughtful people. Funny people, smart people, inquisitive people, people who just by being here in this space 
make my experience in this hobby better than if they weren't here. I am grateful for them. Number two, I will never do this experiment again, ever, never, ever. By the third day, the third of eight days, I was fried. On that third day, which was a Tuesday, just that one day, I had to listen to 13 podcasts that totaled 12 hours, nine minutes. And yes, I listened to some at faster speeds. That was not cheating. It was self-preservation. Number three, and this is the last one I'm going to bring up. If you're going to talk about the same topics as everyone else, you sure as hell better do it in a way that makes you stand apart. Hot takes are not going to cut it. Don't ramble. Don't waste our time. What do I mean when I say, if you're going to talk about the same topics as everyone else? Typically, this focuses on podcasts that talk about the news of the week. Panini sues fanatics. Fanatics sues Panini. Some guy is teaching us how to trim cards. Some company accidentally prints two copies of a one-on-one. Here are the new releases of the week. The NFL season is beginning. The NBA draft is this week. Prism and Select and Chrome get released too late and remember when they used to get released earlier in the season? Some player who's popular in the hobby gets arrested and yuck, 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 derp, derp, derp. Isn't prospecting risky when players get arrested? And is Trevor Lawrence the biggest bust of 2023? That sort of stuff. Those are all relevant topics and they need to be discussed. But so many shows cover the same thing that when you listen to them all, you realize everyone is just talking over each other instead of to each other. You realize which shows work really hard to earn your attention and try to give you thoughtful content versus which shows just mail it in. I'll let you decide for yourself which side of the spectrum different shows fall on. And no, I am not passive-aggressively trying to call anyone out. I'm just telling you where my melting, unfiltered brain was after listening to 55 hours of content in one long week. I was done. I was over it. I was over all of it. And I fully realized this is not the way normal humans consume content of any sort. But in the moment, in that moment, I could not wait to just get away from the sounds that had bombarded my ears for a week. And I'm going to ask your forgiveness in advance because as I think back to what that week was like, I don't remember certain parts of it. And so I'm going to stumble my way here through just the next few minutes as I try to convey to you, to communicate to you what it was like and what it led me to do from that moment on for about the next few weeks after I got done listening 
to my last episode of the experiment sometime that Sunday. I think it was like mid-afternoon or late afternoon, whatever it was. When I was done, I just set my phone down and I grabbed the dogs as I do so often and I put their leashes on and I told my wife that I was going for a walk and that I would not have my phone with me uh, so I just wouldn't be reached for about the next however long I was gone and off I went and I walked for probably close to 45 minutes with nothing to listen to except for my thoughts and I just enjoyed hearing nothing except whatever was going on outside, a a car driving by or a bird chirping or a neighbor saying, Hey, as, as they walked on the other side of the street or whatever it happened to be. It was time now finally to engage with Dennis Zender's challenge of unplugging, unplugging from the content of the hobby to see how you reacted to your own collection, except I wasn't really doing it for that reason. I was unplugging because I needed to just get away because it was all too much. I started it in fun, and it's still just a fun thing. I don't want to pretend that I've got some like PTSD off of this because, you know, it was just a hobby podcast, but it was just way too much. It was, (laughs) I, I think excessive doesn't begin to say what this was. But I decided there I was going to take two weeks off from podcasts and the few YouTube things that I watched. But it was really kind of unrealistic that I was going to stay off Instagram because I really like talking to people over there. And so that's kind of how I used it. I was was using it to talk to people, to compliment them on their cards, to ask questions, to say, hey, that sort of thing. But I knew it was going to be two weeks off from the content. Two turned into three. And then three turned into nearly four. I didn't didn't miss it. I didn't want to get back into it. I had started listening to some audiobooks that I really liked. I did jump into some other non- hobby podcasts, whether they were about just sports or politics or movies or whatever else. Between that and the audiobooks, I was content and I was never really tempted, especially those first three weeks, to listen to anything that was tied to the hobby. It... I knew from listening to so much content during a one-week span that if I didn't listen for a few weeks, I really wasn't missing anything crucial to my own collecting. There were some things that I was really missing from an entertainment point of view or from an educational point of view, but there was nothing that I absolutely had to listen to that day or that week that if I had missed it would somehow negatively impact my hobby experience in some way. It just didn't. 
And so after those three weeks, what I did find myself missing were the podcasts that taught me something or that I could identify with because they were talking about things that I happen to be thinking about. And maybe you've had those sort of magical moments as well, right? Where there's something in the hobby that has just sort of been on your brain, a certain direction that you want to go, a new lane you want to explore. And the next thing you know, a podcast that you really enjoy has a title and an episode description that addresses just that very thing. And that is what I found I found myself missing. So finally, after three and a half weeks, I started listening to a few podcasts again. And that was about two or three weeks ago, I guess. I, I'm losing track a little bit, but I think it was about two weeks ago. I started listening to a little bit each day. And here is where the change has really occurred. I am listening to a lot less content than I was before, but the content that I am listening to is richer. It is more meaningful. It is more impactful and it is more evergreen. I'm sorry to say it, but some of the podcasts that I listen to regularly for a long time when they were just talking about the news of the week it was just noise i've realized so much of that is just noise and if you're going to be talking about the news of the week you'd better do it in a way that is journalistic that is thoughtful that sources things and in the in the post that i wrote for my website I referenced the uh, the podcast called uh, Let Me Get That Potograph. Uh, they readily addressed during that week the Wander Franco arrest and charges and allegation. No, no arrest. I take that back. The charges and the allegations that, uh, you know, he had relations with a minor and they did so in a way that was that I just so valued because they respected their listeners enough to tell their listeners where they got their information to source it and what it means they had enough respect for their listeners to put the work in to do their homework man that's the way it needs to be done But there were other podcasts that I realized were not doing that. And it wasn't until that week when I listened to them all at once, all grouped together, one after the next, after the next, hour after hour, day after day for that week, that I realized who was taking shortcuts, who was taking advantage of people who were listening to them by not being diligent or thorough or even professional because they were just trying to riff the news, right? They were just trying to 
give hot takes as if they were completely inspired by Skip Bayless and Stephen A. And yes, I realize they actually do their research and have research teams, but you know what I'm saying. They think that all you have to do is just shout, and that's not the case. So let me pause for a moment here. I'm going to actually pause my recording because I'm getting into an area that I don't want to get into necessarily. And you're going to hear a transition when I come back that talks about the types of content that I think, at least for me, is that gives me the best experience for this hobby. And while I want you to find the best content for you, I think that in this next little bit that I'm going to say, I think you and I will find some common ground. There, through the magic of editing, I've given myself a mental reset. And with that, we get to the main crux of this episode, which is how a week of listening to all of the content has led to me consuming much less of the content than I used to, and how despite that, I feel more engaged in the hobby than ever. It's overly simplistic to say it's just a matter of less is more, nor is it a matter of just finding people you agree with and listening to them. If anything, that would be a more dangerous approach, I think. Instead, I think when I take a step back and look at which podcasts I now listen to and how many fewer podcasts I listen to and why, I realize that the content I choose to consume are the voices that can't or have not been replicated. They are the people whose perspectives are thoughtful, unique, and evergreen. And they're creative, constantly pushing themselves to find new ways to make the hobby interesting for themselves. Years ago, I heard a writer for Yahoo Sports give some advice that the best way to attract others to your content is not to write what you think they want based on metrics or whatever something says is popular, but to write what you like. Because if you're interested in what you talk about, then you'll come across as passionate and knowledgeable. And people who appreciate that will come to you. People want authenticity. They don't want smoke blown at them based on some algorithm. And that made total sense to me. That's why I don't ever check the metrics that tell me how many people read my stories or listen to this podcast. I don't want to know. Because if I look and see people turn off the podcast when I mention panda bears, instead of thinking about making interesting content, I'll start thinking about how not to talk about panda bears. Oh wow, I got 14% more clicks when I put First Bowman Chrome into my show notes. Well, dang, guess I'd better talk more about First Bowman Chrome. Anyway, my point is not 
about panda bears. My point is, since returning from my content sabbatical, the content and the podcasts that have stayed on my radar are the ones that sound like the hosts would be doing their shows whether they had a million listeners or ten. Talking about the hobby makes them feel more connected to the hobby, and that makes me feel more connected to them. Thank you so much for indulging me this week. I do realize that parts of this episode crossed the line from content into a therapy session. I hope you found something useful. I know I did. And I also know I'll be back next week with an episode about sports cards that will require your participation as much as mine. Until then, take care, and thanks for listening. Take care.